Fifty Stage of Terror may include descriptions and discussions unsuitable for young audiences. Episodes may contain adult themes, language, and content. Listener discretion is advised. Today's episode is an audio recording from our live Season 2 premiere. It was streamed to Facebook and shared with our Patreon, so check us out on social media if you want to be in the know for upcoming live events. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 2 of... 50 States of Terror. It's a little easier when we're in the same room. It's kind of disjointed right now. You're so far away. (laughs) I miss you. I miss you. Well, everyone, (laughs) we are officially back. We took the month of March off. We just had so much going on. I would like to say it was a relaxing month, but I feel like we did more work behind the scenes. We did a couple guest spots with our guests that we're going to be introducing here in just a minute. Yeah, we We did. We did a lot of back work. We also had birthdays, anniversaries, all of it. We're excited that it's over and we're excited to be back. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, 100%. Anthony, do you want to catch everybody up on some announcements that we have? Uh, let's see. Announcements. We are going to uh, start this episode. This is our first live episode of uh, season two. Um, and then uh, let's see. We have uh, uh, Patreon stuff coming up very, very shortly. Um. Uh, I drew a blank because we're live. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the live nerves are there. It's fine. We've got the CBCC coming up, which is the Coastal Bend Content Creators. uh, Contator. Oh, man, now you got me going. (laughs) It's a convention for next year. So if you're interested in creating a podcast, if you're always up to date on the latest TikTok dances, if you want to learn or hone your craft, this is going to be the place for you to be in 2023. There was a lot of rhyming that wasn't intentional. But you can check back on our Facebook page or you can follow CBCC and we will link that in our comments shortly. But we do want to make an announcement that is every time we take a break and we come back, we're trying to figure out a good time to bring in the U.S. territories because what there's seven of them. They always kind of get the back burner. They don't get as much attention. And so we decided that that was a really good time. Maybe the beginnings, maybe the ends will bring in those territories. So today we're going to be focusing on Puerto Rico. But I want to introduce our very special guest, and he has a wonderful title, and I'm going to let him tell you the title. So I'm going to bring in Steve. Hello. What's going on, guys? How Uh, are you? I'm just doing great. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) All right. So for those of you that don't know me, I am your host with the ghost, the Duke of the Dead, the Prince of the Paranormal, the Ghost Daddy, the Cryptid Keeper himself, Lord Scuba Cabra, a.k.a. Scuba Steve, a.k.a. Lord Scuba Steve. See, I, see I, 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 I couldn't do that. I, I, I couldn't do that. That's, you know, that's it, awesome. It took a long time. It took a long time <laughs> to get it down correctly. Anthony, I've heard your bravado when you're, when you're, you know, a couple beers in. I think you're capable of coming up with something. Oh yeah, we'll, uh, we'll work Definitely. on it. Definitely. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, what do you have going on? Like, what are you, uh, what are you working on? Like, what are your current projects? So right now, uh, I of course I do a little podcast called Somewhat Supernatural. I'm working on. I haven't done an episode since the last episode I did with Anthony. I think was my last episode that I did. 
I think. Oh no, you did the one with the the Japanese. Um... Oh, that's right, that's right. I did the the one about the Seisho Psycho or whatever it was, right? Yes. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I'm working on different different things. I'm, I'm going to revamp the show a little bit, um, just to make it a little bit more uniform because it's all over the place. You know, it, it, it's when I started the show, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to get on and talk about what I know about, and I burned through a lot of that very quickly. So. I um I I was like, hmm, let's get a little bit more uniform. Let's find some some other topic. I mean, there's tons of topics to talk to in the about in the paranormal. You know, you have your cryptids or UFOs and stuff. So um I'm gonna do some redos on the first season uh with the UFO episodes. We have one of those coming up with uh, TJ Bowser, who is the um the head guy over at Project Louder, where you can find my podcast. Um, also been working every Monday, every Monday. I'm so honored to be part of the Goran Moore podcast. Uh, we've had Kaylee on there and she's just done awesome. The guys love her on there and we just, we just love it when you're on there. You bring it, you bring the knowledge. <laughs> I might've been talking to some of the guys about coming and joining over here, but you're the first yeah. because you introduced me to them. So you got to be the first one over here. Um, I didn't want anybody's feelings to be hurt. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. And, uh, you know, I, I love those guys. Those guys are like my brothers. Um, you know, we, we all live in different parts of the United States, but we see each other every Monday. So, you know, it's a brotherhood that we built up on that podcast and we just get on there and we just talk about horror movies. We watch a horror movie, the, you know, the, the day before and talk about it the following day. Um, and then I have, you know, dark side paranormal going on, which is my paranormal team. Um, and we have some Pretty crazy investigations coming up. Uh, we're actually doing one tonight uh, in Flower Bluff, a residential investigation. A lady contacted me and said that she's been having some crazy things going on. Um, so we have that going on tonight at right after this podcast. And then uh, we have on April 23rd, we will be live streaming on our Facebook as we hit the um, the Old Park Hotel in Ballinger, Texas. Now, we have been there before. Um, but this is a very, very active location. We uh, had a clown doll move on us. Oh. Never happened to me before. And, and I shit you not, guys, when I say, when I do these investigations, I'm very skeptical. I'm a believer, but I'm skeptical. Yeah. So when when they were telling us that this doll moves on its own, we were, we were going to call the bullshit. So we stuck this doll in the middle of the, of the, of the room on a tricycle. I walk in the room on camera. You see me on camera. I walk, I turn around, I walk out the room. Not 20 seconds later, Mike turns around. All three of us are standing in the hallway. Nobody entered that room after I left that room. And that clown doll was no longer on that tricycle. He was up <laughs> on the shelf where we took him off. Oh, I can't Jesus. explain it. So <laughs> needless to say, we were all ballsy and we're going to sleep in different rooms there in the hotel because you can actually oh. rent the, the room. Out. You can you can rent the whole hotel out for, I want to say it's like 350 bucks. They have 10 rooms set up uh, where you can actually sleep in. And then the rest of the hotel's yours. I, I, I don't remember exactly how many rooms are there, but it's two floors built in 1886. And it's just, if you ever make it to Ballinger, Texas, hit up the old park hotel, tell Dan, Dark side sent you, and you're gonna have a crazy, crazy paranormal time. Sounds like I, maybe I think we it, should do that for my birthday. I'm having a halfway to Halloween party. That um, and that would be dope to have it there. So hmm. I mean, maybe the weekend after, because you're actually going on Anthony's birthday. So I guess oh. you're not invited to that birthday party, but you can come to mine <laughs> the week after. No, we're good. No, we're good. Wait, I oh, I, we're not I draw the line on clown clown dolls, and oh, yeah, 
them and moving by themselves. I, it was I, I, creepy, man. It was creepy as hell. Um, I, I just, I've like I said, I've I've experienced a lot, but I've never had anything like that happen to me before, especially right there next to me without me mm-hmm. even noticing. Um, right. So it was yeah, a shocker, that man. Like a, that sounds like a lot of phobias, like wrapped into one. You've got dolls, you've got clowns, you've got ghosts, you've got. Mm-hmm. That's oh just, yeah, that might yeah. be too much. <laughs> Yes, but I'd be I there for it. I used to be so scared of clowns when I was younger. Like I was just terrified of clowns, and I kind of got over it. But this just kind of little bit brought it back. Now I do have my little haunted, my little haunted clown buddy right here next to me. Uh, I picked him up at Trigger an antique warning. store. Trigger warning: <laughs> If you have a phobia of clowns or haunted objects, <laughs> this this little guy right here. I picked him up at a, uh, yeah, he is. I picked him up at an antique store. And every time we go to investigations out of town, what we do is we, we hit up antique shops and walk with our, with our equipment in there and see if we can get any readings or anything. And if something gives off a reading, we're fighting over who wants the damn thing. (laughs) Anthony, you look physically uncomfortable when you showed the clown. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of like tensed up a little bit. (laughs) Well, I I was waiting. I was waiting for it to like sink back down to his box and then pop back. See, he doesn't work. He doesn't work. work. Yeah, that was the one that you told me doesn't work. This is the one I told you. He doesn't work. Like he, you know, he'll make a noise every once in a while. But if you push him down, he doesn't pop up. So (laughs) I gave him to my son. I said, look, he doesn't work. And my son was cranking it. I think they have pills for that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he popped up by himself later on. And my son was just horrified. And he's like, get that thing out of the fucking house. And I'm like, absolutely (laughs) not. That's my buddy. You can get out of the house. Yes, yes. So that's really all I have going on, guys. But I want to thank you guys for having me on because I dabbled dabbled in this just a little bit when I talked about Legends of Texas. And Mm -hmm. I didn't get as deep into it as I think we're going to get into it today. I didn't touch into the origins or anything. I just kind of gave my own personal experience with this creature because I do have one. I do. And I don't give a shit. I, I have one. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? Today, deep in the Puerto Rican countryside begins the origin of today's cryptid. I wrote something by the way. Standing three to four feet tall, red glowing eyes, razor sharp claws and fangs, scaly greenish gray skin, sharp spines that protrude from its head to its tail. It is said to have the stance of that of a kangaroo. It sustains itself only on blood of farm animals. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you the Chupacabra. Hell yeah. Yes, we are going to be doing a full deep dive. So we have some information. We actually found a little tidbit that we're going to throw in somewhere that is 3,000 years old. But so far as the cryptid itself, the first appearance was in 1995. Yes. So um, I do want to give a little bit of history about Puerto Rico. So that's something we're going to try and do this season a little bit more. Let's give you a little bit of history of either about the state or the territory, just so you get a better feel. Because I feel like every time we get about halfway through an episode, we're like, oh, wait, but this is the history. Like, oh, wait, this is going on. So yeah. I want to go ahead and start off with a little bit about Puerto Rico. And I did read it to Anthony earlier because I was like, is this political? Because we don't do politics. Like, yeah. does this sound yeah. political? So I did write a little something. So I'm going to read that to you now. And then we're going to go into the fun new stuff. So Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico was granted to the United States along with Guam and the Philippines in 1898 as part of the Treaty of Paris, thus ending the Spanish-American War. But things haven't always been smooth sailing since the acquisition because Puerto Rican citizens do not get all of the benefits of American citizens. So while we don't dabble in politics in this podcast, a couple things are key to this discussion. 
Aside from lack of representation and the inability to vote in federal elections, there are some other problems that rose from Puerto Rico being kind of American, but not quite. For example, the labor was cheaper in Puerto Rico in the 90s. They weren't held to all the same labor laws, but it didn't violate the standards of claiming that their products were then American made. So companies took this opportunity to underpay workers while still being able to claim that the products were made in the good old US of A. And business was profitable. This took over farmland and up went the factories. In 1994, the North American Free Trade Agreement was passed and a lot of the business was then taken from Puerto Rico and moved to Mexico. This left a bunch of empty buildings and a completely busted economy. So why does that matter? Because a lot of the chupacabra stories come from the communities that were affected by this sudden job loss, heavy reliance on the livestock that it was affected, and it makes sense that some of the conspiracy claims are the fact that it's a U.S. monster that was released upon the people of, of Puerto Rico. So when people are destitute, when they're desperate for answers, who can really blame them for creating this monster? So when NAFTA happened in 1994, the first official sighting was in 1995. So I think that kind of paints a picture for the people who are there, who are experiencing it, who are coming up with these stories. That kind of gives you a little more background on them. So now in the 1970s, there was a series of livestock killings that yes. started. Ooh, Scuba, you know yes. this one? Yes. All right. <laughs> well, this was attributed to what we called the Vampire of Mocha. I believe it's Mocha. I'm yes. going to assume. Yep, mocha. It's Mocha. Y'all are probably going to be the authority on how to pronounce any of these words. <laughs> so pretty much these livestock, there were eight. I believe it was sheep at this point, were completely drained because I'm going to use air bunny quotes for drained because there's some uh, speculation there. But they all had similar injuries. They had puncture marks, a lack of blood at the scene, and thus became the vampire of Mocha. But it wasn't until 1995 that the creature would be named El Chupacabra. So the original name of Chupacabra has been credited to the Puerto Rican comedian Silvero Perez. And that was when the news broke on the island. So people are starting to create cocktails named after it. They are joking about it. It's on the news. And that is when he officially got the name of the goat sucker. So have you all heard about the original claim? I know we kind of touched on it. So... When they first were on the news, a lot of mm -hmm. it, a lot of it was tabloids. It was tabloids that were mm -hmm. reporting these things. So it really didn't hold any water until I saw this live on the Cristina <laughs> show. Okay. So my grandmother would watch nothing but Spanish TV. She still watches nothing but Spanish TV. And I used to sit there and watch it with her. And I came home from school and they were talking about this creature. Now the Spanish news there's also a show called Primer Impacto. And mm -hmm. that was originally where I saw the story of the Chupacabra. And I remember they were showing a goat and it had the puncture marks and it was a, it was a white goat. They were showing the puncture marks and, you know, saying that it was drained of blood and, and they didn't know what it was. It was some creature. And then I want to say maybe a, a month or a few weeks later, that's when they were on Cristina talking about the Chupacabra. And I remember sitting there going, what the hell? What, what do you mean there's a goat-sucking vampire alien monster around? <laughs> because the description of the Chupacabra, while it's still very similar, the original drawings of what this creature was has changed from the drawings that we have nowadays. Because now what we get is 
kind of dog looking with, mm-hmm. you know, the spines and stuff. But the original drawing that I saw on that show was this little kangaroo looking thing with sharp claws. It was green. It had red eyes that were like the size of eggs. And it just freaked me the hell out. Like I, I and I, like I said, I remember watching this as a kid. So in 95, I was maybe the hell. I don't know. How, how old were we in, in 95? Anthony? Y- y'all were still old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was in kindergarten, but. Uh, man, I think we were uh, maybe 14. 14, 13, somewhere around there. Wait, yeah, that's, are y'all that's the same was... age? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Y'all both so, old. All right. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but no, and so, so, you know, being a teenager at that time, you know, those at that time, those things scared me, but I loved watching them because the Spanish channel would just report the craziest shit, <laughs> like especially on the shows that came like from, you know, that, that were produced in Miami or that the shows that came from Mexico that were news shows. I say mm-hmm. news because, it, you know, a lot of it was tabloid stuff, but you you got a lot of crazy stuff. And But this one just stuck like and it stuck and they kept reporting, reporting and more and more Chupacabra attacks and Chupacabra. And I'm like holy hell so I, I i i do remember watching the very first report of the chupacabra so i want to i have a couple pictures here of different depictions of chupacabra so i want to see if this one is similar to that's him this, yep. that's yeah. it okay yeah, yeah. so yeah <clears throat> there's one other and then i've got this one here some of these are just outlandish, but I have a couple other pictures that we can share throughout. But it's funny that you bring up the Christina show because the guest on the Christina show was actually the mayor in the town yeah. that the Chupacabra was supposed to be in. Yeah. And I'm not going to go too conspiracy with it, but he was up for election. He was. Uh, yep. He was up for he election. Was up yep. for election. And it was terrorizing his town. Like, what is a man to do? So he armed himself. He armed 200 men in his community. I guess specifically they don't say men. That's me making an assumption there. But 200 the armed 90s. people. It was, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was the 90s. <laughs> in, in Puerto Rico, yeah. yeah. Um, so they all go out to the woods and they are looking for it because that is what they are doing. They're going to protect their community. They're going to protect their livestock, their livelihood. They don't know if this is going to escalate. If we're going from 150 slaughtered animals in their town to are they going to start taking children people are now walking their kids to school yeah and before the the investigation or the hunt really gets started somebody hears something and they all start firing and so it is just bullets raining down and puerto rico has the only rainforest under american jurisdiction i guess we should say yeah so it really is like this dense tropical area and they are just pew 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 Meanwhile, he's shouting at everyone, like, stop shooting. We have to catch it. Like, And of course, they don't find anything. And they went out and they went out and they went out. And he got reelected several times. He got reelected, in fact. And he would continuously go out and search and look for the chupacabra out there. So so it's also important to note that that forest, um, which is protected by the U.S. Forest Service, uh, is known to have crazy paranormal uh, activity in in that particular forest. Well, so it's so it's it's reason to believe that like that one of the conspiracy theories that, that are out there, and I'll get to conspiracy theories when it's when it's my turn because because <laughs> it's it is insane some of the things I read. Um, but that's where the origins of this creature comes from is from that forest through uh, through 
uh, like the supernatural uh, realm, and it just made this this creature. Well, there there's also rumors that there's a hidden military U.S. base out there. Yes. So if there was any kind of you know UFOs or things that they would see, I mean, it it could be the military testing things, you know, and it could be. Now there is an indigenous story about this area of the rainforest as well, because they, you know, they had their own spirits and their own gods and goddesses and deities that they would pray to. And to this day, there's still regular, what they believe to be like Santeria sacrifices out there mm-hmm. of yeah. slaughtered animals yep. on the edge line of the forest. So I get it. It's real mystical. It's, you know, it's got all of the things that really add up to that's where the spooky monster should be. I yeah. get it. Now, the first official sighting was Madeline uh, Tolentino. Now, she claims that she was home and they saw this creature outside and her mother ends up ch- chasing it down the street because when I see a huge monster outside, that's what I'm going to do. Let's She's go probably running it. after it with her chunkla. Right. <laughs> I say that, but I definitely drunkenly chased an armadillo down the street one time. <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't say too much. <laughs> Anthony was there for that one. Um, leprosy leprosy <laughs> yeah I, I i think i was yelling about the bubonic plug but they actually oh, carry leprosy it was <laughs> i was drunk and i was like 23 um it was a long time ago so she and her mother claimed to have seen it they chased it away now during this reign of terror of the chupacabra at this time like i said there was about 150 livestock or at least 150 livestock that are all dying they have these puncture wounds it's pretty consistent But there's a little bit of a catch in her story because the description that she gives is remarkably similar to something else. And it's actually covered in a book by Benjamin Radford called Tracking the Chupacabra that was written in 2011. And what he he decides that she is describing is literally otherworldly because it matches the description of the alien in the movie species Species. that came out just months before and she admits that she went and saw that film yeah Mm -hmm. so i have a picture of the alien from species so we can kind of uh compare so we've got those daggers down the back we've got kind of this round head predominant eyes the thing for me was that people quite literally described it as looking robotic when it would lift its arms they would say it moved in a robotic way i'm like okay okay um did you guys see this movie too? Did we all go? Was it a movie watch party? Did we share popcorn? <laughs> it was the only movie showing at the theater. Was it the yeah, only it movie showing in Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico at the time? <laughs> <laughs> so that is um pretty that's I'm gonna start wrapping up on Puerto Rico because that, that was like a lot of the main thoughts I wanted to get out. But when it aired on Christina, there was an explosion of reports. Because Christina, like for those of us that aren't in like the Spanish speaking community, like I kind of knew who, who it was, what it was just from, you know, like some tears in my life over time, but I never watched it and I didn't understand what it was saying anyway. Yeah. But this is being aired in South America. This is being aired in Spain, in Mexico, in Puerto Rico, like in all of the major Spanish speaking com- countries. She is like the Oprah yep. where everybody was watching. And then all the reports start coming out and everybody's seeing it. And that leads us to the Chupacabra in Texas. So, Anthony, I will hand the reins over because you did the Texas research. Okay, well. Hey, Brody. Hold on. We have to say hi to Brody. Brody, howdy, dude. What up, man? (laughs) Yeah. So, first, let me just say that uh, I 
I absolutely love uh, doing this for Chup- Chupacabra. Like this is uh, this is the the main one of the main characters for the for the for the book um, that I, I wrote. And uh, the name of the Chupacabra, his name is Drac. If you and uh, it, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, Chupacabra is one of those things. That's, it's a big name, big name cryptid. And you're, it's right up there on, on like the top, you know, top five well known known cryptids. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, let's fast forward into uh, 2007, and we have a Texas rancher by the name of Phyllis Canyon, and uh, Phyllis was having some issues with finding deceased livestock on her on her ranch. And decided to set up some game cameras and on the cameras discovered these dog-like creatures. And it's interesting to note that the description from what we know from the 1995 cryptids uh, of Chupacabra and the more recent uh, ones of Chupacabra, like it was mentioned earlier, that uh, it is more dog-like. So uh, it does have a a more of like a, a hunch on its back um skinny mangy um uh more more of a of a feral animal than it is a uh supernatural uh or out of this world animal so <clears throat> all right hold on just a second brody wants to know who would win in a fight a chupacabra or three scuba co- sc- i can't even say or it the, scuba or co- the scuba cobra <laughs> Oh, you know, I'll let you read the question. <laughs> uh, Brody says, who would win in a fight? A Chupacabra or the Scubacabra himself? Well, I will talk about that later when they give me some time to talk about. I didn't fight one, but I wouldn't. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, Phyllis goes out and she manages to uh, to kill uh, this, this creature and goes on and uh, sends the DNA and samples off to a lab. Let me interject get... real quick. Let yeah, please. Quick. She did not kill it. A rancher down the road said oh, this, that he, yeah. found, he found a dead body of what looked like she described to him. So she th- that's how she found it. She found it dead already. Correct. So, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, but, she, but there's more than one because there was, yeah. uh, there there was, was one a... that... There was a, yeah, there was another body at her house where another neighbor called and said, like, mm-hmm. hey, there's one of these outside your house as well. From the from what I was reading. Yeah. Right, I, right. I, I right. believe. Well, she sends the DNA off to uh to a laboratory, and then they they come back and say that it is uh just some uh some weird hybrid, but she does this on on a live broadcast. Yeah. So to, embarrassing. Well, no, because it, it's not so much embarrassing because, uh, it, because it's not like they're, they're saying, though, oh, this is just a dog or this is just a wolf. This is it, it, the the DNA results came back and they were saying that that this is a a weird thing. This is yeah. a uh, 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 yeah. They thought it was a coyote on the mother's side. Well, yeah, on the mother's yeah, side. Yeah, a coyote and and, 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 and something. It was it's super. It was a, a super crazy, crazy thing to happen because. Um, this was not the first time somebody sent DNA samples uh, to get to to find out what what this what they have uh, claimed to kill or capture, and 
And uh, I'm gonna go right into my conspiracy theories because this is this is this is what I love to do. Well, she did follow up. She sent it to a second location. She sent it to a second location, and and those DNA results came back different. Uh huh. And uh, the other DNA sample that was sent off by a Nicaraguan farmer uh, came back, but the res- but the samples that came back weren't the samples weren't that he sent out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so. It's, it's this thing that I love to to speculate that it is a government conspiracy. Yep. Oh, good lord! It, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> it makes total sense because because if you because if you look into uh, what could have happened, because I like the idea of there is a secret government uh, agency in that forest in Puerto Rico, and they did do experiments. Or there is some things going on uh, to make the chupacabra what it is. And then whenever DNA samples come back, it gets hit in some database. And then, you know, six guys in black suits show up and they switch the samples or they tell them to to give them different DNA. I need you to look right here. Exactly. (laughs) I did not slap Chris And who's who's to say, because the original reports of the chupacabra were very different than the the look of it now. So who's to say that it didn't start out as this man-made thing, right? Mm-hmm. At least in Puerto Rico, and then when things were shipped over to South America, this thing mated with a wolf or mated with some kind of dog, and this is what we get now. So so I remember growing up hearing stories in uh, in Poti, Texas, about chupacabras being around our our neighborhood. Yep. Uh, because there has been instances where uh, some farmers uh, had maybe two or three uh, sheep uh, disappear, found later with puncture marks, blood, no, just no blood trail, and uh, and immediately you, you start to think about well, what what can it be? And then everybody just starts talking. No, it's, it's a chupacabra. So what we have to do is we have to, you know. Uh, protect our livestock and, and do this and do that. But I remember these stories growing up, and they used to they used to use the chupacabra in their in in a, as a scare tactic for yep. us to to uh, to behave. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're out too late at night, they say, "Hey, the, it's going to come get you." You know, you have to you have to come home, or uh, don't don't go too far in, into that ranch, or the, the chupacabra is going to get you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the way that they described it was was the way that it was described in Puerto Rico. Yeah. It, it was this uh, small kangaroo-like creature, um, you know, like you said, with the, the scales, the um, the spikes on his back, the huge eyes. Um, the eyes were yellow. Um, the skin was uh, was kind of furry, but, but it had that scale look. Uh, oh, wait, claws. I have a picture for this. Boom. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something something more more like that. More reptilian though, I would say, because yeah. that looks like a bat. That looks very like mammal. Yeah. So well, if you take if you take the skin we'll and you, you and we'll you switch it to uh, to scales, it, yeah. that's that's kind of what they would. I remember uh, being described to me as, yeah. as a kid, and so I have to know your story, Scuba. All right. So, like you said, it was used as a scare tactic, and. You know, being a teenager and seeing that shit on TV all the time and my grandmother watching the shows with me, too. And she knew I was an easy scare. So she used to say, 
don't be out too late. You better be home before it gets dark. Chupacabra is going to get you. So the neighborhood I grew up was surrounded by, by fields. And so um, there's three streets and we would always play basketball on the third street. I lived on the first street. They're not that far from each other. There were shortcuts to get through, you know, each street real quick. Um, and we had just got done. We had just got done playing basketball. It was myself and my friend, Steven Salinas. And I don't know if, if I, and I actually need to talk to him and see if he remembers it. And if he does, I want him to send the, send me the story for when I do a redo of the Chupacabra. Okay. Um, because we were walking and we heard this noise and we were like, what the hell is that? And then we smelled this really, really like just horrible smell. It smelled like, like a dead animal. And we were like, what the fuck? And we heard this noise coming from behind this empty house uh, down, you know, on the street. And so we're like, well, fuck it. Let's go check it out. Cause you know, it's not dark yet. Let's just <laughs> fucking go. We're stupid teenagers. Let's go check it out. So there's an old metal shed in the back and we walk there and we hear something moving around and he's like, open the door. And I'm like, all right. So I open the door, I slide it open and immediately I'm hit with this, this stench, like just horrible fucking stench. And I look down and probably, you know, I have my desk right here. So it's probably about that tall. Okay. So about two or three feet tall, but it's in the dark. So I can't really see, but I see the shape of the eyes and it's fucking glowing. And it made this weird, like almost rattle like noise. And Ooh, I like fucking, a death rattle. Like it was just fucking creepy. Oh, like that sounds gross. And so we fucking booked it. And I'm like, did you see that? And he's like, dude, it was a fucking chupacabra. I'm like, there's no fucking way we just saw a chupacabra. And so I'm like, well, you know, I'm trying to think, well, maybe it's a possum. But the eyes, I've seen possums. We used to go possum hunting in the in the little woods that were next to us. Like, it's nothing that I've seen to this day. It's nothing that I, it was not an animal that I have seen to this day. With the And I'm telling you, the eyes were... But they weren't yellow; they were red, and and I just remember like the sun was already going down, so there was still a little bit of light. But it was it was that, well, it's not dark yet. I don't have to go home. But there was literally like it was already nighttime. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. yeah, we really couldn't see much. But I know for a fucking fact, it was not any animal that I have ever encountered before, ever. Was it a chupacabra? I don't know, but I'm dead set. I saw a fucking chupacabra. I saw one. See, I've heard I'll... a couple stories about your grandma now, and she sounds like she told all sorts of scary stories. So I don't know if I just missed out on all of it because, like, my white ass grew up in the middle of nowhere. But <laughs> we didn't have all these scary stories. We had get home so you don't get abducted. <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't no. have little monsters <laughs> coming after us. The abduction that 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 my grandma would say wouldn't wasn't anything that a human was going to abduct you. It was like a lechusa or some, yeah, you know, exactly, really exactly. scary shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> don't be out too late because you know you're going to hear La Llorona crying, even though we live nowhere near the fucking river. Yeah. La Llorona's going <laughs> to come. There's a creek you. somewhere. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, and, and so I, I I am convinced that I that's that's what I saw because. I've never smelled anything like that and I've never seen anything like that. And that's that smell to this day. It just, it, it I can still, I, I feel it. Cause it, it wasn't <laughs> just a smell. Like it was sensation. Like what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like I've never had anything hit me like that before. And so that's we went a... back the next day during the day to see if maybe we were just stupid or maybe there was a dead animal in there. There was nothing in there. It was empty, completely empty. So I am, I am 100% a believer of the Chupacabra. And uh, 
if you read uh, Dr. Grover Krantz, uh stuff on Sasquatch and and uh, Chupacabra and things like that, um, he does he does try to debunk what it could be. Yeah. Uh, and some of the things that came up in his research that maybe it, what it could be was like a mongoose, um, uh, a starving rabid dog, uh, because I guess I guess when you get mange, it, your skin looks um, scaly, uh, scaly disease, yeah. Yeah. and sometimes the eyes don't milk over, but they have that uh, that yellow tint to it, uh, and some of the things that I've read uh, from different sources are saying, well, could it be aliens? Now, Maybe. I think the mongoose theory actually might hold a little bit of water and you might think it's crazy. But when it was explained to me, um, mongoose are not native to Puerto Rico. Correct. So there are no real large predators in Puerto Rico. But what happened was they brought in the mongoose because the rats were out of control and mongoose eat rats. But there was a population boom in the early 90s and so what happens when your prey goes up your predator your predator population also rises but when they did their job and the rats were gone now you suddenly have a whole albeit fairly small but very ferocious ricky ticky tavi mongoose on the loose and they're going to start attacking things that they wouldn't normally attack and when they start attacking them when you have something that dies suddenly whether you know that dies of shock or it dies from whatever wound it is if it dies before those punctures are made there wouldn't be any blood and my problem with the original attacks and the original slaughter of the livestock is there wasn't any formal autopsy done at the time and some of the later attacks would be like oh they're drained of blood they, there's punctures when they actually got a veterinarian to come look at it it's like no they they do have all their blood their blood just stopped pumping before those punctures were made and I'm like, okay, all right. So I can see, you know, maybe if a disease was going through the flocks, that would, that would, you know, kind of explain why a large quantity died at once. If it's something that wasn't really noticeable. And then you have these really, really hungry mongoose take a bite and they're like, I can't eat this. And now you've got little punctures, you've got dead animals. I am obviously the skeptic of the group here because I am like, mm, I, don't, I, don't aliens. Aliens. I, alien no, I don't believe it. Oh, they're I don't believe it. Okay. I don't believe okay. it. Alien, alien right. vampires. I don't, alien I don't vampires it. is a more believable story. Oh and, my god! Than a, than a giant I would watch mongoose. that movie. And and that veterinarian works for the deep state. So yeah, no, no, oh. we're, no, no, they no, flashy no. thingied him. That's what yeah, they uh, they actually paid me to uh, convince you otherwise. So I guess I'm gonna have to forfeit that paycheck. <laughs> yeah, they're they're failing more. They're failing miserably, man. Horribly. <laughs> yep. You know, I just I married you, Anthony, so that I could convince you that the chupacabras aren't real. This is a a ten year investigation that I'm working on. Okay. That's some so. Rick and Morty shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I actually I work in Cuero, Texas, or I used to work in Cuero, Texas, yeah. and I didn't realize that that's where the chupacabra yeah, stuff happened until yeah. I was on my way out, and we had started this podcast, and I was just you know doing research for something and came across some other things, and then I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Cuero, I'm there all the time. There's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. Yeah, and Phyllis, uh, Phyllis uh, Canyon uh, does have what she caught stuffed and you can go see it oh wow yeah it's uh it's a it's a stuffed and, and it looks it looks gnarly um but uh yeah she got it she had it stuffed and she profited a lot from from her she definitely uh, did. Ch- Over eight grand a month. So, 
yeah, that, that's one of the, that's one of the reports that we we had read. It, it was uh, an unbelievable amount of money that came from from Chupacabra, man. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, put one of our dogs, and I'm going to put you a suit on. Not. I'm going to put a suit on it. <laughs> and I'm going to buy those uh, cool little elf ears that's that's for Spock or whatever, and then. And, and then I'm gonna elf put them ears on the... for Spock. No, what no, no, did like, I marry? You know, I'm gonna have elf, elf ears, and I'm gonna have Spock ears. One for Roscoe, one for Talia, and then we're gonna have two different versions of of Chupacabra. If you, I mean, I have dogs. EVA foam. I can make the spikes. I have EVA <laughs> foam too. Let's have a. I mean, let's night. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but but just like you know, you said that the the whole mongoose thing. Um, the the report that happened in Nicaragua when that farmer, you know, he said he saw three of them and he shot at three of them and he missed because, you know, in these stories, nobody's a fucking crack shot. Nobody. Right. Nobody ever hits the mark. A farmer so, not hitting his mark. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So then a couple of days later, they find the body and it's, you know, but they, he, he found it because there was vultures circling. Okay. So he goes and, you know, thanks to the vultures. It was picked, so he sent the body off, The what, what was left of the body. They did the DNA test. They told him it was just a, I don't remember, it was a wild dog or some shit. And, but what they sent him back was not the remains that he had sent in. So, if it was a mongoose in Puerto Rico, was it a mongoose in Nicaragua, Kaylee? You know what? It could have been a mongoose. Maybe they're native down there. I didn't look him up in Nicaragua. I looked him up in Puerto Rico. <laughs> Debunked. I did my research. <laughs> Debunked. You know, maybe among maybe Ricky Tiki Tavi went on vacation mm. and went to Nicaragua and uh was just doing his thing down there. You know, maybe. Brody's maybe. adamant everybody go to Skinwalker Ranch. Not gonna happen, buddy. <gasps> no, Our friend. Not. Okay, but hold on, because we have a friend of ours who told a story about driving and there were all the posts saying like not to stop here not to stop here not to stop here so their dumbasses stopped there and they said like no sooner than they stopped an suv like a black suv yeah. pulled up behind them and they're like yep yep we should go now goodbye yeah, they have hella security they have hella security <laughs> out there it is the security out there it, it's like a little military that they have out yeah. there yeah Actually, the guy that did that was the man who officiated our wedding. So we, nice. we know him pretty well now. But <laughs> yeah. um, shenanigans. Shout out around. to my boo in the chat. Oh, I did see she was here. Melody. Hello, Melody. What up? What up? Here. Joe TJ. said. Uh, oh, go ahead. Joe said Chupacabra wins over Scubacabra because the Scubacabra scares very easily, Brody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I'm not going to deny that. I do. It's the truth. <laughs> and then I we do want to say to prove i have we absolutely say thank you to, to tj he says keep up the quality content guys so yeah, somebody buddy. likes us yeah now we have we do, fans we, some of them <laughs> you know i mean people are following us we're kind of we're almost at 2000 downloads we're super excited we're like watching those numbers go awesome um anthony did you have anything else for the state of texas no it um only that was that was probably the biggest thing. Um, there there have been a number of sightings all across Texas, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, and uh, closer to the border of the Rio Grande. There's in Mexico. There's a ton ton of sightings, ton of pictures. There's uh, news reports, um, but 
the the one that jumped out the most uh, was this this uh, rancher Phyllis uh, Canyon in two thousand seven uh, only because she did it live a broadcast to prove that what she caught or what she had was a, a chupacabra. Um, but yeah, stories go from like uh, it was like hey. I'm going to call the news because I thought I saw it. And then there's a small little clip of, is the Chupacabra real in Pleasanton, Texas? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, it's one of those things that it's a staple here too in Texas. It's one of those things that if you grew up here, if you're here long enough, especially in South Texas, you're going to hear a story about somebody have an experience with a, with a chupacabra it's it's just it's just what it is and i absolutely love it because <laughs> we had we had a debate quite a bit when we were planning out like the states as we're covering them anthony was like we're doing chupacabra for texas i'm like chupacabra's not even from texas chupacabra's from puerto rico he's like no it's texas i was like it's definitely from puerto rico <laughs> and we kind of like went back and forth on it so this was a good opportunity as we start introducing the u.s territories yeah. for our like season premieres and our season ends that uh we get to bring in some cool stories but anthony still got to do his chupacabra so i was very thrilled now in the beginning of the episode i said that i had a story that came from three thousand years ago so this is albeit a little far-fetched but the i think the the bones for the story are there so there is a the one of the first and earliest recordings of something literally being called a goat sucker is a Mayan story. And I had never heard of this thing before. And I was like, you know what? Somebody probably just made this up. So I started looking it up. I started looking it up. And sure enough, there's legends of this creature in Z- in Zibalba, 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 which is the underworld. And watch me as I stutter over all these names because they're going to be real hard for me right now. <laughs> but it's called a Kamazots. And it is literally more of a bat figure, but it has kind of the same structure with the hunch over. It's got kind of like these daggers, these spikes going down its back. And it was kind of like a, it was a bat deity. But when it got hungry, it used to drain goats and it used to drain livestock. Hmm. And so either this is something that maybe we're just not witnessing, but it is like a natural thing. Like maybe there's a large predator. Maybe this is a scavenger coming after Or maybe when I said that potentially there could have been disease in the stock, something happened to them. And then these are creatures that come over, not saying exactly what I think it is, because I don't 100% believe that it's mongoose. But the Kamazots was, it had like this batty face, kind of this upturned face, these big eyes, weird ears, spikes down its back. But its name literally means death bat. And I will have to get some pictures posted because I don't have those ones on my slideshow. But 3,000 years ago was the original goat sucker. And it's a Maya legend. So crazy. just wanted to throw that in there because the the coincidence of Mesoamerican legends and then in you know Latin islands were having similar stories 3,000 yeah. years later yeah. by the exact same name was a was pretty cool well see and the way you described it or the way that it's described is kind of what they said they saw in in the 70s mm-hmm. um it was a bat-like creature so yep you know hybrid hybrid i'm just saying that, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying hybrid there's something mm. i'm I, i'm saying that the, that the the government was able to capture the deity 
made made it and then uh and then it got loose in the 70s and it went to the Puerto Rico that's 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 my that's did my you thing. watch the 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 suicide squad <laughs> I don't think you watched that one you should check it out <laughs> all right well I think that's gonna kind of wrap up everything we have for Chupacabra this time we're gonna uh, rate it you know Anthony did you have any final notes you wanted to put before we rate our cryptid no I have absolutely no no notes left and I am all ready right. to rate this rate this creature scuba do you have any final thoughts on Chupacabra before we go into rating all I got to say is you, you have to believe. I mean, it, there, there's there's a lot of evidence out there that that shows that this thing is out there. And whether it's an alien or some kind of ancient deity or a hybrid genetically made in a lab, there's something out there sucking the bloods off of, of livestock and surviving only on blood, which no animal on Earth can do. So what about the vampire bat? Well, they eat other things. They eat bugs. They don't just eat. They just don't drink blood. Look it up. I will. All right. Well, then we are going to go into our ratings. So when we rate our cryptids on each episode like we do, we rate them on a scale of one to five golden Nessies, just like the Loch Ness Monster. So we are going to let our guest go first. So on a scale of one to five golden Nessies, what do you rate the Chupacabra? I, I have to. I have to give it a five. I, Why did I ask? <laughs> you can't not give it a five. You, I mean, it, it's it's there. I've seen one. They're, they're real. They're there. <laughs> Anthony, what do you rate the Chupacabra? Oh, you already know. You already know the answer. Our 100%. Five out of five Golden Nessies. That, that's, it's, that's it. I'm a, I'm a believer. I've always been a believer. And I am on, I am on that bandwagon that, that the government is behind this they 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 have one and they let it loose and it's all over the world now so yeah that's it all right well then for my rating this is going to be a first i think a first where we have a consensus because i'm going to go with five on this one because i think it's so fun i think it's recent enough i think there's enough claims i think there's enough mystery there's enough conspiracy like, I really could keep going and going on research on this one, and I it would take me a while to get bored. My ADD would kick in, I'd eventually get distracted, but I could I could research this forever. So we want to thank you so much, Steve, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, we are going to end the stream on a teaser for uh, one of our other Housecraft podcasts. So I'm going to switch over to that. But if you're interested, you can follow us at 50 States of Terror on Facebook or Instagram or at 50 States Terror on Twitter. And you'll find all of our information there. You will also find information on the CBCC that we mentioned in the beginning of the episode and all of our upcoming content. Anthony, do you have any goodbyes? Nope. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Scuba, uh, thank you for coming onto the show. Oh yeah, man! Uh, can't oh. wait to to run something with uh, with with you and with with uh, with you and your and your girly girl. We're gonna have some so much fun rolling some dice, and this is gonna be, yeah. it's gonna, be it's gonna be badass. Can't wait! All right, goodbye, everybody. Peace. Later. And Redwood, we're here to help. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. We help wayward souls to find their way. 
Through stories, songs, and games we play. School's almost out, and you know what that means. Camp is almost back in session. Starting May 27th, Camp Counselor Mary McCobb is back at Camp Dreadwood. Strange things happen every day, and here at Camp Dreadwood, if I run out of bedtime stories, I'll just make one up. Sometimes they're based on true crime. Others are unsolved mysteries that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And once the kids are asleep, I'll give you the real scary details. Campfire stories are fun because they're fiction. But what if you knew that the things that go bump in the night and scratch at your cabin door were not only real, but trying to kill you? So grab your marshmallows, gather around the fire, and join me every Friday for a little dose of terror. See you at sundown. Don't go into the Do you need more 50 States of Terror? Oh yeah. Yeah, you do. You can find us on Facebook, Patreon, and Instagram at 50 States of Terror. Now that's 50 States of Terror. And on Twitter at 50 States Terror without the of, you know, because of the character limit. We'll see you there. Yeah, you will. 50 States of Terror is a Housecraft production. This episode was researched, written, and presented by Anthony and Kaylee Diaz. 